welcome to Talking Out Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode, The Company Town Hall. Ah, the town halls. Big things these days and back in person too. That's correct. So let's set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time and we are having a disaster of a night, aren't we? We are, uh, you know, starting with, uh, uh, I wasn't here when Alistair arrived because I was out driving, uh, uh, recharging the battery of my car, which went dead and got a boost. And uh, and then we got here and one of the key pieces of taping uh, equipment was left at Alistair's house. So uh, we are in uh, uh, Smith's studio today and had to have a recovery. Shea Greg. Shea Greg, yes. And we also have this cute little dog that um, my daughter is... Uh, is babysitting that has arrived. Her name is Sasha, and she, Sasha, this goes out to you. She's the cutest dog. Honestly, we don't have dogs. I know you do, Alistair. We don't have dogs, but if I was to get a dog, this would be the kind of dog. This one could melt you. Oh, my goodness. It's, she's so funny. She just, she's little, but she's uh, she's protective. Uh, she loves to just snuggle up. It's a, it's a cute little dog. I think you're falling. Maybe. I think so. So let's continue on. We've both been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're going to start at the perspective of the employee, and we're going to discuss how we've observed others successfully manage these situations. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. And I think Yet again, we will have a good discussion. Yeah, the town hall is really quite an interesting. I'm looking forward to it. So the company town hall. Everyone is invited to a company-wide town hall and you experience some or all of the following. There was nothing new talked about. Same old, same old. It was more about the boss or the leader speaking. There was some good information, but it wasn't presented in a coherent fashion. There were serious technical issues that took away from the experience. It probably wasn't necessary to have a town hall but they were using the format as if it was the new thing that would solve everything. So, Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Yeah, this is really interesting because uh, town halls have been around for a long time, but it's amazing people still don't use them that well. Um, uh, but they they can be such powerful events, and especially these days as organizations are trying to find ways of creating shared connection points for people to come back. Now, the town halls basically went to the the virtual town halls, which were uh, were helpful at times to keep people connected, to keep people uh, aware of things, especially when we went remote and going through COVID and that type of things. And they actually served a really, really good purpose in the remote town halls uh, when they were working right. People got them figured out and gotten into a little bit of a groove. They work really well. But now that we're coming back, um, finding new and different ways. So they can be so powerful and they can be so disconnecting. So all of the topics I'm looking forward to having a conversation around, if you do it right, this is a great way to have, to both share information, to collect information, and to really engage and energize your team towards a goal. Or it can be a waste of time and a frustration and add to the lack of collaboration, depending on how it's designed and put together. 
So I've uh, experienced town halls for years, and by far most of them have been really good, especially recently. But I have been to, it's been years now, but I have been to a few where it's like, this is a total waste of time. What are we doing here? But what I found about the really good ones is they didn't have to be overly formal. And people would just be themselves, you know, be organized in, you know, what the agenda is. But I found when people were genuine and just honest and just being themselves and imparting whatever the information is. And sometimes it's like, listen, this is what we know so far. This is what we don't know. This is where we're going next. I found when it was just genuine and it was a conversation, it wasn't some overproduced slick job. It was really good. And you, not only did you get some information, but you really connected with the people that were involved. And so I'd say most of the ones I've seen have been really good. And it's because of those traits that I thought, okay, this is a good experience. Uh, okay, they don't know everything, but they've told us they don't know everything, but they've told us what they do know. And uh, I found those ones just, uh, and I've seen a bunch of them recently. I thought, this is just dynamite. It's, it's cool. It's, it's real people having a conversation with, uh, guess what? Real people like me. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's almost consistent through all of our podcasts. The things we continue to say is know your people and make it personal and connected. So, so really it's the same with town halls, you know, know what's the best way to connect and communicate with your people. Uh, what will get people more engaged and moving forward and be thoughtful about it. And then showing up as yourself, be vulnerable, be real, have some consistency. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer of having regular rhythm of town halls so people know what to expect, but then have some good surprises in there as well. But again, it's being thoughtful up front and planful up front around these things and still leaving that looseness to allow freedom to move depending on what bubbles up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So what are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with this situation? Do you really need one? Has anything really changed? Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of work to produce a town hall, especially if it's in person. There's the, uh, you, you mentioned it a little bit at the front where there could be technical issues. I have been with them where it hasn't been set up well. You can't hear. There's no way of communicating back and forth. And it's really mucky. But it is a good question. Do you need one? And a purposeful gathering is really important. So don't just get together to get together. Uh, uh, have a purpose. And even if that purpose is just to connect, to update. Um, say that. Yeah, then say that. Yeah, so just uh, just be clear. And, and when, you, when you're more clear, then you can decide, is this one that we really need to gather in person? Or is this one that we can just have a short, quick uh, virtual? Now we're a little bit more flexible in how we do it and where we do it. Uh, be thoughtful up front of, one, do you need it? Uh, and, you know, as you said, is there anything really that's changed that you need to update? Or is this just a kind of keeping on top of things? And is the company town hall being used to be informative or for Hollywood? Are you just having one because you need to, because you think you need to have one and you, you want to report back to somebody else that you've had one? Yeah, not, not that Hollywood is bad. Because I have seen ones that have done really great things to make it fun and interesting and that type of thing. Uh, but it can't just be a show. There's got to be meat behind it. Substance, yeah. content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. And what would you want to hear if you were a company employee listening? Putting yourself in uh, the spot of the people that are going to be sitting down in the audience or whatever you want to call it or on the other end of the Zoom call. 
Yeah, and you know what? Uh, often the best companies I know, they they actually ask. They say, you know what? We every once in a while they do a uh, reflection and review of all of their communication mediums in the organization and say, hey, is this working? Um, our goal of these things is to keep you informed, um, show your connection, uh, uh, get people excited about where we're going. If if these are the overarching uh, components of our connection points in the organizations, including town halls, are they working? And what would be most effective for you? Customizing it somewhat, you have such a great opportunity. And even if you know what people want, ask the question. Because the likelihood, if you're asking them, and then they see what they said in your town hall structure and ideas, they'll feel that they're a part of it. And um, that's the best way to get people engaged. And that slides right into our next point. People like to feel that they're part of the event. And if you've had input into what the agenda is going to be and topics that are going to be discussed, that's great. But also, I've been in these events where, oh, download this app quick, and we're going to do some voting about some things that we need to sort out. And we want your opinion on certain things. And we're, you know, we're going to use that to help us make decisions in the future and, and, and things like that. People like to get involved. And, and it's like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I don't, you know, yeah, I want to say. It's a great thing. I, I love that. Yeah, you know, Cahoots, uh, Mentimeter, these are all tools that you can all, uh, they're free uh, or, or really small um, uh, fee that's associated with it. And it's amazing because you can ask people, you can create and tie in questions and ideas throughout the process to really further the engagement. The other thing I would say is that getting people involved is actually having people participate. You said something really, really interesting earlier on. It's about making it personal. Really? Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> you always do. But it's about making it personal and connecting, and and stories are important to connect people to. Oh, I like a good story, Greg. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? If you ask folks um, from whatever part of your business to share their perspective then what you do is you each uh, department sees them up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Bob. That's Mary. That's uh, whoever from that area that I can connect with. And when they tell the stories, it starts to relate. Because if you just have the senior leaders up there, and I think it is good to have them. Wow, 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 wow. Right. Yeah. But, it, but, if, but if, it's, if it's sharing a topic, but then saying, here's what it really means to me, making it personal, that's great. It's even better if you can start to engage other people across the organizations to share their story, provide their updates, uh, share their energy of whatever they're working on towards the goal that that will engage others. I've seen it uh, used very well, like very, uh, it's a really interesting one, uh, kind of, you know, just workers in the company get up to, to speak into a topic it's very impactful because people go hey that's one of us up there yeah hey, yeah. hey, hey that, good for them hey what are they saying cool yeah and it doesn't have to be and i think this is later on doesn't have to be just a download can be a celebration can be as you talked about some of those tools you can put on phones and stuff like that it can be a, a data gathering perspective uh and i uh this is years ago before they had all the technology on the phone but there was a, i was working for a company uh that uh, we had a, a major event a town hall and this was back in the day where it was wired but, you know, people would vote on things live and talk about a powerful impact. You know, hey, we're here Power the, to the people, man. Yeah. Here are the five things we want to do. Let's everybody has a chance to vote on it. OK, we're going to go do it. You know, if there are five things you're going to do anyways, 
What a beautiful way. If you think about what's the greatest impact of our internal culture or our, our external strategies, uh, give us your input and you get a chance to vote. So powerful. And it needs to be organized and well presented. Nobody likes chaos. Nobody mm-hmm. likes it when things were disorganized, especially I feel I feel embarrassed sometimes for people. I go up there and they go, the person doesn't know where their notes are. They don't know who's going next. Where is that other person? When it's disorganized, it takes away from the experience and you kind of shut it, shut it down. Yeah, you know, for me, it always has to be the balance of organized and the freedom. Yeah, I've talked about this before. Really? But yeah, big. here's a big surprise. Greg's <laughs> going down. What are we going to talk about next, Greg? The sandbox? Well, yes, the sandbox is what I'm going to talk about. Um, the sandbox, right? This, this, folks, this is the story of this this, this uh, podcast, right? We, we've got two very differing views, which are strangely complementary, but... Uh, that's what goes on here. Well, and so what you've said, I totally believe because I have been a free for all sometimes and no. recon- yes, and recognize that sometimes it doesn't hit well because I get excited about things and I can zig and zag. So I have come to realize the value of, first of all, having a framework. Uh, that allows you to flow through. It's like the podcast here. We have a framework that we follow through, but we have looseness within that framework that we have an opportunity to kind of move and groove. And that's how I think town halls. You want to have a framework, a structure that makes it meaningful, allows it to go forward. But then within that, have some freedom. So I, I agree. Be, but the more you're organized, the more the more it will flow and people get it. It's like you tell them what it's going to be about, then you deliver what it's going to be about, and then you reinforce what you talked about delivering it was about. And then you eat. Yeah, and then you eat, yes. <laughs> then bring on the donuts. So uh, I'm going to put the next two together. I just think they fit well. Work out the technology so everything goes smoothly and... Have the proper people available if there are problems. Oh, yes. That is so true. Uh, and, um, you know, sometimes... Says the guy that forgot the recording <laughs> device tonight. I wasn't going to mention it. I was <laughs> I was this close to saying, should I mention that? No. Where's Alistair's Zoom pod track for? It's right. at home. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's not going to be able to help us too much being in the closet at home. Uh, but uh, this is a really important one. Uh, sometimes this is where we cheap out. We think that, oh, yeah, we can do it ourselves. But you know what? Uh, It's a smart investment to have someone who knows what to do, especially troubleshooting, because something always goes wrong. Always goes wrong. And so just to have someone flow. So I was at doing, this wasn't a a town hall, but it was a meeting that I was at two weeks ago facilitating a session, and um, the technology didn't work. So we had some videos, we had some, uh, definitely some slides to show, we had some different things we were doing as a part of the exercise with this large group, and I got there and nothing worked. But there was uh, an AV guy there, and he was like, uh, he was fantastic. He uh, he found a different approach. He switched up some computers. He plugged in some other stuff, and we were ten minutes late. I kind of shepherded the crowd while uh, we were trying to move forward. So you were entertaining them. Right? I was entertaining him. Yes, I wasn't quite juggling, but it was that was next on my list. But but he was able to really. Um, he was amazing. He was just able to find creative solutions so that 10 minutes into it, we started and everything worked well. Uh, but if he wasn't there, uh, we would have adapted, but it would have been a lot clunkier. And we have taken away from the experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And things work out better when the presenters are genuine and humble. And I kind of touched on this in the, in, the, in the intro. I really like it when people are just themselves, where they go, listen, this is where we are. I don't know the answer to some of the questions you're, you're going to ask because of this, but this is where we are. This is where we're going. 
and and just being genuine and humble and straightforward that that means a lot to me i don't want some highly polished speech where somebody's just you know saying the the talking points i want to know what this person knows i want them uh, i want to be able to connect with them and uh, i just think it's for a better experience and it's a better form of communication yeah and if you're the person who is helping to coordinate this be thoughtful on who's speaking how comfortable they are, and what do you do to help bring the best out of them? So sometimes what that means is it might mean rather than having them uh, deliver a presentation, it might be in an interview, fireside chat. I've seen that done so well, that interview format. It's so good. I agree. Our, our panels, I've recently facilitated, moderated a couple of panels, and, and it was great because, you know, I'm kind of a person who can flow things. I can pick up things and say, hey, you know what? Uh, and you'll ask anybody any question. I will. And, I you know, I can ask, you know, Athea said this, and what, what do you think, Bob, about that? And so it allows people to be flexible. And what happens is it calms those folks, and they become part of a conversation. You give them a couple of questions up front so they can be thinking thinking about stuff uh, and you help prepare them for it, but it becomes a little bit uh, less formal and often really ends up being uh, pretty powerful. Dude, take off the tie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I like all those things that you're talking. I've seen it, it, it done and uh, it just makes it a better experience and you feel like you're part of something, right? And people made an effort and they're trying to show themselves and just have a good communication. It's all good. Yeah, I agree 100%. And and again, I would just add that whole technology idea. It used to be that town halls were people sat in chairs and and people delivered certain things. But now there's so much more that you can do. You can, with technology, we've already talked about it. Uh, the other thing that I've used from uh, lots of time is what we call wall walks, where we'll divide, we'll, we'll have a, a part of the session where it will be a listening, a sharing, and then you'll have wall walks where you'll divide into groups and you'll walk around to different sections to provide feedback, then you'll come back together. So I've always, even the old town halls of just sitting and listening, um, really... Uh, row upon row. Row upon, upon row. row, but now you have a chance to try things, to move things around, be thoughtful and even a semicircle is a different experience. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. I agree. So as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist. Anytime a boss wants to give out information, be thankful. Yeah. You know what? It's always good to know. It's always good to be informed as to be where, where, where it is. And, you know, there's, we have this uh, thing that we slip into sometimes, and I don't think it's always helpful in appreciating what's going on. We um, try not to use the Rotten Tomatoes reaction to any presentation. Like this happens all the time, right? We sit there and go, oh, that person could have done a better job. I give it a, give it a five out of seven or whatever. And I, I think that mentality actually takes away from the experience. Like there are some people that aren't the great, greatest public speakers or you know, they're talking about something that they might not feel comfortable about. It might be controversial. And so... I think we need to go into these things with an open attitude and not all of a sudden, you know, start rating everything that we're hearing and the way that it's delivered to us. Hopefully people do a good job, but I find a certain cynicism sometimes jumps into these things, you know, from the people that are listening. And I don't think that's how that's healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you know what? It, it is also a thing about building trust. So it works both ways. So as leaders, as you're creating these things, as they're interesting, as you're more open, as you're more authentic, you're going to be able to build trust. So there'll be less cynicism. If you've always delivered them in a way that people don't think you're listening, then there will be rotten tomatoes that will come. But if you're someone in there, um, 
really kind of know that it's not easy to create these things. And if I'm not uh, a natural extrovert or I get really uncomfortable in front of crowds. I don't think that's your problem. No, that's not my problem. But if there are people, just kind of be sensitive and aware and give people the benefit of the doubt. Now, if they continue to do it, you have a choice to walk with your feet and either out of the company or not attending the town halls. And boy, as the numbers dwindle, if they're not being effective, uh, that that's happening. However, I would rather than um, just not not show up or or throw the rot tomatoes. Um, be a volunteer. Uh, uh, suggest or put your hand up to help them more effective. Um, share insights on on what you think would be uh, a better approach, framework, structure to engage with others that are uh, that are on your team. Be a be a, be a person to make a difference. So I think the next three points kind of talk about all uh, that. Mm. So the next one is if you can play a role like providing information, writing part of the presentation or PowerPoint or whatever, jump in mm. and play a part, a mm-hmm. uh, positive role in it. I, I think, you know, you were intimating at that. And it is important because these things don't come together by magic. Different people have to contribute. And if you get an opportunity to uh, write some of the subject matter or, you know, the jokes or whatever is going on, it's a really positive thing to do. And you could learn something. Yeah, and you know, we've talked before about from a career opportunity perspective and a growing and connecting, we've talked about volunteerism. That is a really great way to get connected to other people in the organization. This is also a really good way to get connected beyond your department at all levels of the organization. Um, if you show up and are willing to volunteer to help make something like this happen, and often these kinds of things are coordinated by the communications team, the HR team sometimes, sometimes the senior leadership team, But be a volunteer, stick your hand up in anything to help. It might be holding mics uh, for for interviews. uh, Or be a runner with the mics, who knows? Runner with the mics, all of those things. But you know what it does? It builds relationship with people across the organization. And you get a deeper sense of what's going on. And and really, it's a great great exposure for you if career development is one of those things you want to understand. It's a a perfect way to do that. And... There's often an opportunity to give feedback. Often people will send out uh, a feedback survey after something's happened. When you respond to that survey, that's not complaining and be, and and being cynical. That's being helpful. So use it and be helpful. It's one thing to go back after something's happened in a, in a small group of people over coffee, bitch and complain about what what happened. But when that uh, survey comes out, that's a positive thing. That's not complaining. That's being that's being saying, hey, listen. Uh, Thank you for the talk today. Here's some suggestions I have to make it better in the future and, and, you know, and thank them for what did go right. Those uh, kind of surveys are so important in, in helping shape how things happen. I, I've been involved in uh, outreach forever and every once in a while there's a survey going out to say, hey, listen, are we talking about the things you want us to talk about? Are we presenting things in a way that you want to present them? And those things are so helpful. They really do inform uh, the presentations. Yeah, and we we didn't talk about this at the first, but the, you know the best uh, town halls that I've been a part of actually have open mic questions, and often the last question is ahead. I love of time. that it can be edgy sometimes. That's cool. It can be really edgy. Boy, oh boy, I remember. Um, I remember a couple times that were just like really scary. One was it was a closure of a plant. And we had to have this really tough conversation. That's a tough conversation. Oh, man. And we had an open uh, questions. And uh, 
but the leadership was just so awesome. You got to hang in there and just answer the questions. They were vulnerable. If they didn't know, to your point, they'd say, I don't know, but we're going to get back to you on that. We They acknowledged the pain in the crowd. They they uh, reinforced their commitment in that case. So uh, and and you know sometimes you have the wild cards. You know there's always there's always that one person who will ask either um, a really um, uh, obnoxious question or just a strange question, and and you have to be good on your feet to be able to respond you, to that. You can always work something into those questions, right? I mean, though you know you've done a bunch of presentations, I've done presentations, and there's times when somebody ask one of those questions, go, what do I do this with this? And you know what? Sometimes there's something in the message that, you know, you know that you can emphasize because of that question and you just take it and you say, thank you for the question. And on the subject of this, mm-hmm. and and you just use it as a still informative, yeah. you know, process, right? I agree. I think it's a great idea, but, uh, you know, give feedback and even if it's in the moment, be a participant at these town halls, you know, so sometimes people sit back and fold their arms and, and, and aren't fully engaged, but if you're there, be a participant. And stay positive and helpful. I think that's kind of like an overarching type of approach to it. But you're not going to get out of anything if you're not positive about it. If, you know, when you have an opportunity to give the feedback, if you have an opportunity to participate or support the effort, that's positive. Yeah, that's I positive. Agree, agree 100%. Wrap up, Greg. Yeah, you know, uh, these have always been golden opportunities. Town halls have always been golden opportunities to connect with folks to communicate with folks, to build a shared purpose with folks. It is a wonderful opportunity when done well. And uh, we have been really fortunate during COVID that we did pivot in many cases to uh, virtual town halls. And they're really good too. Uh, and they're in a, a great ability. And I wouldn't necessarily throw those out. Most organizations that I know are doing... We've learned to work them pretty good. Yeah. And most organizations are doing a hybrid approach. They, a couple times a year, have the in-person um, town halls, connection points, gathering points, where they, they're really actually um, extending those. They're making those as, a, as a, 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 a huge experience, employee experience for those. So it's not just the town hall they're doing activities together so it's a it's a full gathering of people to come together of which one part is some kind of a town hall going forward and then they continue to have the virtuals on a more regular basis that are more consistent with key messages people know when i'm going on there i'm going to get this this and this and i'm going to have an opportunity to provide this this and this and it's a consistent so i think there's this actual actual an opportunity to evolve and to enhance what we used to be the town halls that would happen maybe once a quarter, maybe once a year, whatever, into a uh, um, a fuller way of connecting and engaging each other. Yeah, I've, I've seen great versions of this uh, more recently in the last couple of years, uh, the online version. And what I like about the online version is there's a chat. Mm. And so it's so much easier to ask questions. And, and if somebody refers to something, all of a sudden somebody puts in, the reference so you can click on it and get the document you know there is such a bonus especially if you're in a, 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 a kind of an environment where everybody's all over the place and you're relying on zoom or whatever yeah. the product is those chat functions just bring everybody in because you can ask the question and the, the thing in there is you make sure you detail somebody to actually watch the chat i mean you know it can't always be like i've been the speaker in one of these things and it's like I'm not looking at the chat. So you need to have a second person that goes, oh, oh. Greg, we have a question here uh, f- from so-and-so. And then 
you know, I've seen it where, where people go, yeah, we're going to put a link in there. And so why this is going on, people are clicking the links and bringing it up on their other yeah. screen and go, okay, hey, this is great. So it is a really, really useful tool. But I think for me, the underlying thing is how important it is to connect with people, to be uh, genuine and, and be yourself. And, 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 you know, yes, there has to be a plan to this. There has to be an agenda. But just, you know, bringing down the tension and, and let people enjoy this under, you know, even if it's serious, people want to be able to connect. They want mm. to be able to listen and, and please work out the tech stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. Says the guy that forgot his, yeah, his, yeah. his recorder tonight. Well, well, I do think you're right. You know, I, at any virtual one that I have, I have a producer and the producer is the behind the sign person. That Who's can, the producer yeah. tonight? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, and you, you know what, but the, it, it, it is so helpful to your point. And, uh, you know, things like uh, polls, there's a tool that I've used a number of times called house space, and it's a collaborative tool, which is kind of cool because you can have people from all over on it. You can have liking comments, you can have builds upon stuff. You have word, word maps. I mean, all kinds of cool things that you can add to. And you can do that in person now. So what I'm finding is, is kind of cool is that the in-person thing, they've, they're, they're bringing in the technology from the remote. Yes. Uh, they're leveraging phones and other things to do it in person. And it's just a great way to be thoughtful and inter interconnect all of these things. That's cool. That's cool. Um, listen, uh, we hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope we didn't say anything that you uh, found offensive or made you angry. But Greg, your philosophy tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, at uh, the end of all of our podcasts, I just tap back into a great piece of wisdom from my first coach. And she said that uh, every coaching session that uh, we have together, there is going to be joy. Uh, during it. And joy is when I, she, uh, something bubbles up that I know I'm doing well, or I'm recognizing I'm making progress. And she says, there's also going to be churn and maybe a little peeve that happens in there too. And that's when maybe I missed the mark, or maybe I'm uh, bothered by something that she said, that she, a challenge that she made to me. And uh, she said, you know what, Greg, in both of those things, there's great opportunities for growth and learning and you should listen and tap into both of them so we always say in these sessions that we these episodes that we uh, hope that you get a little bit of joy and a little bit of churn and that you listen to both perfect perfect says the producer that uh, left his recording device at home i learned something tonight greg that's good you want to shout out shout outs now we might have said this place years ago mm -hmm. maybe earlier on but it popped up and I just think it's a neat place. I've never been there. Uh, I think we know people that have been there. Singapore, welcome to the club. Oh, awesome! Yes, uh, you know that that is very cool. Uh, we uh, I have never been to Singapore, but lots of people I know. My sister worked there for uh, a number a number of years, uh, uh, years and years ago. Uh, but again, we are just so grateful that the the stories we're sharing the insights we're learning, the mistakes that we've made, that it's resonating wherever you are, that, you know, uh, and, and it's so true. I was talking to someone I know from uh, Kenya and uh, from Nairobi, and they were saying, you know, Greg, um, that exact same thing happened to me when I was talking <laughs> to my, and, and it just cracked me up because, you know, sometimes we think things are so different and there are differences for sure. And there are, are complexities 
depending on the culture you're in and the 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 part of the the company you're in and all those things but a lot of it at the core of how we relate to each other connect with each other is is all the same because we're humans and uh, so it's so cool when we we hear about listeners around the world thank you for joining us that's so cool eh uh i'm done are you done i'm done so people uh remember People matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.